Thanks for joining the Golf Underground. Now, the Golf Underground is made possible by Mariner Wealth, helping you navigate your financial future. Star Companies KC. Experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's insulation services. Cowell Insurance, providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, care plans backed by research and clinical results, tailored perfectly to individuals' needs. By The Flats KC, Kansas City's coolest apartment experience. Check them out at theflatskc.com. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience. Now, on to the program. ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. Welcome to Golf Underground, ESPN Radio here back in the stable. We got the two boys, Sally Wardo and Mr. Sink, sitting there running running the booze, running the board. I mean, it's- He's running the board. He's loving the show. He took over for uh, the intern. The intern was here for about three days, it seemed like. So. Yeah, there's a difference between an intern and a true professional. Yeah. Like Sinks is, As I know. look over at his computer and he's analyzing Bitcoin right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's um, it was been a couple weeks, Wardo, since we sat on a, a Thursday happy hour after one of the post uh, golf stable workouts. Right. So so we you normally do this at five thirty. I don't dare show up at five twenty five because then I see guys working out and I immediately grab my back fat and I say, this isn't for me. <laughs> but when five thirty hits and the vodka start flowing, for some reason, I feel more at home and yeah. um you look right at home. I look right at home. You got right. your Wildberry Truly, but we can't talk about this because this is a wellness show today. It's a wellness show, but listen, we, I think it's important that we um, we talk about what brought us to a wellness show because last week at the uh, Waste Management Open, I uh, I abused my body, and so the timing could not be better for this this fantastic program because you know the guy we're going to talk about to, uh, talk to today combines wellness with aging and you know i'm not getting any goddamn younger as and and so this is right up my alley and but i did have fun at the phoenix open wellness aging and golf it's, it's amazing i mean it's everything talk about recession proof yeah i mean so hey we did miss you out at the phoenix open yeah how was it it was um off the charts we went sunday and as i told you uh, my brother-in-law you know works the tournament he's an old healthy guy who wants to live to 100 and uh, I saw him on the third tee box, and he, he opened up his little, uh, he's got, you got to see, he's got, uh, he, he works based technically for the Golf Channel. And he gave me this TV badge, right? And it was a little sticker, a blue sticker, and I put it on my shirt. Now, I wasn't dressed like a guy who should be in the media. I looked like <laughs> a homeless guy out there. But when you put this damn blue TV thing on, under the ropes, I had a couple drinks. I had full confidence. I was no shit like walking right up. To where Xander and and Spieth. and Spieth were hitting their drives, and the cops would come up and just look at my little badge and say, "Oh, you're good." And I just kept getting cockier and cockier. <laughs> it was freaking off the charts. I should have been arrested. No, you're yeah. good. Yeah. In fact, we met a good guy. Um, I met uh, Bryson's old caddy, okay. who um, works for the um, for CBS, and so. He would run up to, to the shots, and so I basically followed them in the middle of the fairway. The whole, whole deal it was very fun. Solid. 
Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I we, missed out. Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Well, our guest is also a Phoenix man. He is a Phoenix he? man. Isn't he? Is he? Well, let's do the proper introduction. We're going to talk about um, health. So the objective of today's show, for you old people who are listening today, and most of our audience is definitely over, I don't know, 35, which you are now too. I'm old. You know, so this is, we're going to make you healthier. We're going to get a little energy back in your body, right? We're going to talk about your fitness, which certainly is the objective of the golf stable. And we have two nerds today. We've got Wardo, a physiology golf extravaganza exercise guy, and we have his Yoda <laughs> yes. on the line today. So let's give him a proper introduction. His name is Steve Heller. Steve is co-founder of... Uh, Zoe Life. Zoe, it's Zoe Life, right? Not Zoe Life. Steve. Zoe, Zoe Steve, Bowie. Zoe you remember Bowie. that back in the day? Is it Zoe, or, is it Zoe, or Zoe Steve? <laughs> huh? It is Zoe. All right, Zoe, Zoe stay there. Life. Zoe Life, all right? And what it is, it's a faith-based lifestyle for successful aging, which we'll get into. But a little background on uh, old Mr. Heller. For 16 years, he was an exercise physiologist, a trainer for some serious studs, NFL, NBA, PGA, MLB, you name it, uh, within the luxury hospitality industry. So if you were really good at sports and you had cash, Steve was your guy because he kept you healthy, right? And so, uh, Steve, my brother, welcome to the Golf Underground. Hmm. Man, I appreciate it, but what an intro. I don't know. I was, it was pretty fancy, wasn't it? I let you talk to my wife because I don't think she gives me that much respect what? you guys just did. Well, she's going to have to tune, tune into this show when Sully drops it. Yeah, so Wardo, how did you meet this, um, this Yoda of yours? Yeah, so let's see. I turned pro in... 2005, I moved to Scottsdale the day after I graduated from school, and I probably, within the first couple weeks of moving down there, I met Steve and started training with him. Um, actually, I probably met him before I moved down when I was finishing up school, but I uh, wanted to have a yeah. kind of a golf fitness solution um, to go with what I was doing, and uh, I, th I lived in Scottsdale for two and a half years and trained with Steve just about, about four to five days a week. Nice. And so um, as I'm in the golf stable with weights and, and putters and drivers and uh, physiology uh, equipment, <laughs> did, did he inspire you a little bit to, to, to build the stable? I mean, yeah, you know, I just took a liking. I think a lot of guys as, and Steve was, it's golf fitness is still in its infancy, right? Um, let's, let's just say it's 20 years old or so, maybe a little more f formally. Um, and so there's just so much that has gone on, changed, et cetera, over the years. And Steve was kind of the pioneer, one of the pioneers when it came to golf fitness. And everything's just kind of slowly morphed over the years. So basically, a lot of the things that we do here are similar to what Steve was doing back then. A lot of mobility, flexibility, strength, uh, you know, fast twitch muscle fibers, a little uh, golf, a lot of rotational stuff, core work, et cetera. And, you know, first and foremost with being injury prevention. And so... Uh, you know, the technology's kind of changed over the years and we use some unique things that help us get from point A to point B and measure and kind of scale what we're doing in terms of our athletes. So, um, but yeah, Steve was, Steve was kind of the pioneer in terms of all that. Nice. All right. So Steve, take us back to, um, what was it? 16 years. And it was, was this four max? Is that where you were involved in? Wardo over at the Kierland, he, Steve, he, he is four max, Steve. I am for Max. Oh, yeah, I mean, what was this? You, you think, you think back to like those 2002 when we got started at the Western Kierland and, and it's just, it was just coming into being what it is now. I mean, it was, we were so far ahead of the time for where golfers were training like athletes um, that we really 
were kind of the only thing to do in town if you wanted to do that. And so, you know, we were lucky in a sense that we got a lot of good golfers training with us early and um, the word kind of spread really quick. If you were, you know, a 50-year-old amateur and wanted to get a little bit more distance and wanted to get some swing speed or you were like Wordo wanting to turn pro and wanted to work on his body that, you know, this random little spot at a hotel in Scottsdale, you know, work was getting done. And it was, uh, it was definitely a fun time. We look back on those right Wordo and think of all those times of blood, sweat, and tears in those, that room and on that treadmill. Yeah. So he had this treadmill, basically it was a, it was like a, basically a no gravity treadmill or like one. And so you would, he would just basically, you would rip sprints. And so he'd make fun of us. We'd get the thing up to, I don't know, 14, 15 miles an hour. And David Boston, who played for the Cardinals back in the day, what he was at 24 miles an hour or something. Was he yep. really? Yeah. There you go. My God, he was good. He was he good. Was, so, so how did you find Steve? How did you know that this existed? That, that so fitness is uh, and this is the guy to do it. So through the network of golfers, there was a guy named David Morgan who played at uh, University of Minnesota, who's a good pal of mine. Uh, another kid named Christopher Marshall, who played golf at Kansas, who uh, also uh, went in there and trained. So there was, a, I mean, there's great players anywhere from what's now Corn Ferry to college to high school players to. You know, the Greg Triuses of the world that uh, now own Whisper Rock or still own Whisper Rock. So it was just a great community. And again, like that's the that's the thing that we kind of try to strive here is to, the community. And when guys are in hanging out or or doing whatever, hitting balls or putting, you know, then these guys get to be friends or go play golf together, or do business or whatever together. So that's awesome. The community that's awesome. is awesome. So so if someone walks in. Steve, to your your facility back then, what were some of the things you were yep. working on? I mean, there's sort of core things like flexibility and, and aerobic and, you know, maybe like what are the things I would have to think of to check the boxes? Am I doing enough here, 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 and here? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think when we got our hands on somebody, whether it was a hotel guest that came in one time and we would do an evaluation, kind of get an assessment. Um, it all started with flexibility. I mean, for us, it was, you know, that's the end-all, be-all, especially for guys. Um, mobility and range of motion and the flexibility and the hip flexors, um, just the trunk in general. If we can um, get a game plan around that flexibility and range of motion for somebody, um, they're going to be better. They're going to be, you know, less likely to get injured. They're going to get some more swing speed. And we're talking just golf-specific exercises, um, just getting them more flexibility is going to help with that swing speed. And it, it, at the end of the day, you know, the guys that I would see, not not the tour guys, but your average guy, you know, they'd come in and they'd say, look, I'm getting older. I'm not hitting the ball as far. I'd love to pick up some, you know, some club head speed on it. i got to get some of this back. And we would start doing some assessing, and it was like, damn, man, like this, this flexibility is so bad. Mm. I don't even know how you walked in here. Like that's some of the, I can remember back, like, how was this guy swinging a hundred miles an hour to begin with, with this guy, he can barely touch his knees bending yep. over. Yep. Um, yeah. So it, you know, it was all about getting a game plan for guys uh, and getting a game plan that they, they could actually rep, you know, just be able to do on their own and that they didn't have to come see me every single day, but they could, you know, stretch at their house or get a routine before you start playing. You know, so many guys just grab that wedge and swing a couple times and then just start ripping it. Right. And it's like, no, get there 10 minutes early and let's, let's get, you know, intentional about our stretching before you start playing golf. How much? Um, and, and guys in their 50s and 60s, once they started changing their mindset to that and kind of relensing the way that they look at, okay, i got to get to the course earlier. 
Um, I don't want to get hurt, so I've got to do A, B, and C. I've got to get this done. I might look like an idiot. My buddies might make fun of me, but I'm going to throw this towel down. I'm going to stretch a little bit um, <laughs> before grabbing that club. And I think that was a big thing back in the early 2000s is, you know, you had your Tigers. You had your guys that, you know, obviously physically fit. Um, it was just coming into being where, man, these golfers are actually training. But I can remember, you know, we had the entire UFC golf team dropped off on my doorstep and their coach left left these guys with me and we just started putting it to them and their coach walked back in and I got three of them throwing up in the bushes I got three more <laughs> laying down on the benches and they're like he's like what the hell are you doing to my guys and I'm like I'm doing nothing I'm like I'm treating them like I would my 70 year old guy that's running <laughs> circles around your crew <laughs> right there and it's literally all I've done with them for the last hour stretch them work on their core work on their hips and we ran a little bit um, and, and that was the extent of our program. You know, we weren't, we didn't have all the bells and whistles because to me, I preferred to train using the body so that guys that were on tour or traveling for business could do this on the road. But, and that's what but, we really enjoyed doing is, go ahead. But if, if you look back and like, this is, you, I showed you, we were FaceTiming earlier. I showed you, it's a, yeah. your, your place is a big open area, a box, basically a square with uh, minimal, you know, some dumbbells, some weight training but if you look back at the hundreds and hundreds of years ago they didn't have that stuff so they're moving around stones and bricks and rocks and all that and so so like you go into these country clubs now and they're like oh we're going to do the -the state-of-the-art fitness center and then you walk in and you got a bunch of ellipticals bikes and treadmills that take up room so give me an open floor yeah yeah and 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 to steve's point like give give a guy a, a kettlebell some light dumbbells a band and and that's all you really need if you're on the road or traveling. So what we try to do is put some of our tour guys, build them a travel kit, a travel kit for their car when they can drive to a tournament, and a travel kit for their for the airplane, and send them on their way. Steve, how often should the regular guy be purposefully stretching, and how long should they do it? You know what we we would always tell our guys if you if you had a routine where every day you were intentional about stretching, and that doesn't mean putting an hour in on it so as long as these guys are intentional of you know 10 15 20 minutes a day they're doing a routine they're going to see progress so for our guys you know we build these custom packages and we would give an assessment and try to figure somebody out i would always send them away with a strategy of okay every day you're going to stretch every day go through this sequence of stretching that might take you five to ten minutes but every other day monday wednesday friday or whatever it would be for them um, we would figure out a strategy to build on that with a little more in-depth stretching, work the core, work the hips. Um, but it would be like a light bulb would go off for somebody maybe a week or two weeks in saying, okay, I kind of wasn't a believer at this at the beginning, but I just ripped this driver the last time I played. Like my back has never felt this good. And there's always these little, little success stories along the way. And you know, I think once somebody begins stretching and begins incorporating this kind of routine with them, it's like it just takes that first moment of, oh, my God, I, I played 18 today and my back feels good. I, I, I'm a believer. I need to stretch more. And then they do more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody's different. But what I always recommend is, and I'm sure Ward is the same way, is just getting a routine that you're consistent with. And it's, you know, the more you can do, the better. Um, what we try to not do to people is overwhelm them saying, Hey, five days a week, you're going to do this crazy hour and a half, two hour regimen. And, you know, they kind of get turned off, but it's baby steps. Um, but it's, it's just being consistent with it. The, um, yeah, solely back in the day, it was hour and a half long sessions. I mean, just 
grueling. And but we touched, we hit a lot in that hour and a half. You know, now we're trimming yeah. down to forty-five or an hour. But well, I'm sure you, you have a different range of um, of folks, right? I mean, if you're talking about Boston, right, or you're talking about uh, a uh, let's say Ricky Barnes, I think you used to have him, right? And yet, mm-hmm. maybe let's take some NHL or whomever. Certainly, their capacity to go the hour and a half is greater than Brian Sullivan walking in. Who, <laughs> Jesus Christ, let's just get the back fat off of him, right? <laughs> and so, that, but, but you and I have talked about. Probably the the art or the 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 knowledge and skill you two need is um, the ability to assess at what level, mm-hmm. how do I push them but don't turn them off, and that's that's kind of tough for both of you, I'm assuming, because you can't do a one size fits all, can you? Oh no, and the way you talk to each each and every client's different, at least the way I try to, because you know it's like Bill self coaching a basketball team, he's going to talk to each guy different, and he knows how to kind of move them along, but I mean it's a challenge, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Who who was one of the coolest professional athletes that you coached? Well, gosh, you know, I I, I really dating myself is as, as I started looking back at those Carolyn days of '02. I'm like, man, I'm getting old. But I I had the luxury. I before Carolyn, I worked at St. Joe's Hospital here in Phoenix in their sports medicine and was doing a lot of physical therapy stuff and. I had my hands on some really cool baseball guys. We had Tony Clark and Damian Easley from the Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. And those guys were rock stars in, in my world. And then I had this guy named Mark Carrier, um, NFL guy that played for the Bears, and um, USC guy. And those old school guys that were playing ball in the 80s and 90s, they were just a different breed. I mean, the, the war stories that they about any surgeries and their work, not that these young guys aren't that, just it was a different level of athlete than even in the late 90s, 2000s. I had, you know, Tim Salmon who played with the Angels. Um, we had a lot, of, obviously, good golfers. But it was, it was I think, those early 90s. I, I had my hands on some really cool NBA guys who still are out here. Um, Eddie Johnson, who does all the Suns play-by-play. Um, I had him and our big center, Mark West. And I had them right at the end of their career where they just were trying to get another year out of their body. So, their whole purpose in training with me was, man, I just cannot get injured. So if I can get one more year, I'm going to get another year of getting paid. Um, but if I if I tear this knee down even one more time, I'm done. Hey, so, was it a tough sell to say, hey, listen, you got two options. You can continue the steroids, um, and it will add a little year, few years to your life, or you can come in and work with Steve, and you're going to do it the own natural way. I mean, we're talking 80s, early 90s, baby. I mean, they're juicing them up nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, guys, I think I think you little had a lot of that going on, but I think as a whole, guys understood training was changing. Like, they had to adapt. They couldn't do the old stuff. They couldn't cut into just taking the other. They, they had to get in there and sweat. And I think what St. Joe's provided was kind of like what we did with Formac to Kierland. St. Joe's was the first of the first. We were the first speed training group working out of a hospital in a PT clinic um, that was actually trying to make people faster. We're saying we can actually make your 40-yard dash time get better if you do A, B, C, and D. And it all came back to, again, flexibility, strength, core strength, hip strength, um, all the things that I learned from St. Joe's in working with NFL guys and Major League Baseball guys is what started me down the world of working with the golfers and incorporating a lot of that, you know, programming piece and in, in, in what we were doing for those guys and tweaking the golfers. And that's why when we started, 
you know, at, at the West End, we came out of the gates making people throw up. They're sore for three days. They're like, what is this? This isn't golf. And it caught on, though, because we weren't treating them like golfers. We were treating them like athletes. And now you say that, and you say, of course, golfers are athletes. But back in 2000, that wasn't the case. I mean, golfers were drinking, and they were smoking, and they were not physically fit. And both, So we were, like Wardo said, right on that kind of that first layer of taking golfers and really pushing them beyond their you know comfort zone. Yeah, I think the thing that's that's great about it is all the, I mean, just the high speed – this low impact and intervals and sprints and years ago I think Tiger was Tiger was running long 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 distances banging up his knees and Chuck Cook who was my swing instructor said no Tiger you know pulled him aside and said hey look if you're gonna run you know run a quarter of a mile sprint a quarter of a mile walk a quarter of a mile yeah and you know you're if you're training if you're gonna train slow you're gonna be slow right and yeah. I, I mean well that now hit is all the rage right Right. High intensity interval training is is now they branded it and and uh, it is way more effective, I would think. Uh, it's huge, right? It's huge. I mean, at St. Joe's back in the day, we were doing obviously high interval speeds on treadmill. Um, we were getting guys like Wardo said earlier, fifteen, sixteen, all the way up to twenty four miles an hour, but short bursts like six to eight seconds. Right. And the goal was just getting these fast switches going and getting them pushing as hard as they can on and off, on and off and training the body like that. And that's where all the speed changes were happening. And that's where mm-hmm. they were getting faster and they were feeling stronger. And you couple that with some really good flexibility work um, and some good core work and all that comes with that. I mean, that's, that's the real model. And again, taking that from the nineties, late nineties to where we are today with so much in technology that's come down. Um, I mean, that's what's, that's what's so fun with what Wardo's seeing, what I'm seeing doing a different demographic right now. But it's it's the same thing where technology's come in, which is great, but it still comes back to that routine of give me an open box with not much equipment and I'm going to crush somebody because <laughs> of what the body can do to itself. I don't need a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that really paves the way for golfers to travel and be able to incorporate a lot of the routine on the road. Absolutely. I love it. All, all right. right. All right. Let's do this. So we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about your transition from working with some of the world's most elite athletes, creating these templates and these workout programs uh, to, to allow someone to, to get to a 24 miles per hour and, and get those quick, tw- uh, quick twitch muscles going. And you found a whole niche, and that was these, you know, the folks over fifty, the elderly, and and honestly, I'm curious. I'm fifty two now, so I'm a little older than than you two, but I'm hitting into that phase where it's, you know, I don't want to give up yet, bro. I want to be good, right? I want to be better than I was twenty years ago, and I don't know where to turn. Where can I find help to be a stud? <laughs> well, I know one spot's the golf stable, but also you can find it from Steve Heller. Come on back. We're with two studs here in the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. 
They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. Stop playing over there, Wardo. Here in the golf stable, we have two studs, Kevin Ward and Steve Heller. Hey, welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Hey, uh, we're talking fitness. If you're just coming back after the commercial break, you didn't catch the front side of this. We talked about how can we, I don't care what age you are, you could be the you know 18-year-old kid who has dreams of being a professional golfer, or maybe you're the 50-year-old guy like me whose dream is to become the third time net club champion <laughs> you know um we've got a guy steve heller steve is the vp and president and director of uh, zolife operations it's a uh, zolife it's a community that empowers aging adults to remain studly right full active purposeful lives and um and steve created this thing and um and now you're steve you're working at a place called the the, the glencroft center right so just tell us a little bit about um, where you're spending most of your time and how are you helping maybe folks who aren't 25 maybe they are above 50 and 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 remember that they still got a lot of years left and they can still play ball well, I think that's it, right? Age is just a number. And, you know, when I was at Kirlin from 02 to 2018, 16 years, um, towards the end, I started seeing more and more older golfers coming in to work flexibility, to work strength. Um, what, what I really saw is during the recession of 09, um, we lost a lot of the young mini tour guys. And that, that was tough because they, they didn't have the sponsors. They didn't have the money backing them. Um, but what guys with expendable money had was the money to throw at their own body. And we started getting more and more of these older guys trying to get more swing speed. And what happened out of that was me putting together a routine and a kind of a regimen and of, okay, I can't crush this guy like I would a 22 year old phenom that's ready to run on my treadmill super fast. Um, but what I can do is incorporate a really good stretching program, core work, to, to make a well-rounded program. And what happened was the biggest senior living facility in Arizona, they reached out and said, Hey, we heard what you're doing. We see what you're doing. We would love to talk with you about incorporating a wellness program um, on our 40 acre campus dedicated to fall prevention, holistic wellness, um, everything that's going to cater to these baby boomers and senior living that are, that are headed our way. Um, and that was enough for me. I, I was jazzed up about the opportunity um, to take my show to a different little arena and uh, cater to a different niche. And you know what? Now my day is filled with working with 
70, 80, and 90 and 100 year olds, um, <laughs> trying to get them physically fit and mentally strong and all that comes with it. And I believe the uh, term you use is successful aging, right? That is it. That is it. How do you come up with that? All right, so what does it mean, successful aging? How does one define success as they are getting older? Well, that's the trick, right? You might define it differently. It's all subjective. So to to me, when I talk to somebody about, you know, my first question is define successful aging yourself, and I let them define it. And then I say, you know, how does, you know, this holistic wellness mindset of, you know, I'm mentally strong, I'm physically fit, I'm spiritually strong. How do these three elements play into your model of successful aging? And we try to customize it. We try to, we try to really work with the individual because it, it can't be a one-size-two-fits-all scenario um, for successful aging. I mean, you can talk about eating healthy, Mediterranean diet, plant-based diet, across the board, um, but it doesn't work for everybody. So it's getting a strategy, you know, if I'm 94 and I want to live to hundred, my definition is different than a guy, a baby boomer at 65, um, who just, yeah, I still playing golf. I want to be better, but I still like to drink and have fun. And I just want to be a little bit healthier. Their, their version is totally different. So, you know, the idea of successful aging, again, subjective, but it still comes back to these six pillars of wellness of, you know, I got to physically be fit. I got to eat healthy, but I've got to spiritually be strong. I got to emotionally be strong. Um, I've got to have purpose and direction in my life. And that's where we lean on our vocational pillar and giving back to our community. And there's so many facets to our little Zolife program um, that we try to engage, gosh, no matter who they are and all six pillars of wellness. And at the end of the day, that's successful aging to them, you know, and it's all, it, it, everybody might get a little bit out of it different than the person after them. Um, but that, that's the goal that they're dabbling in all these different pillars and, and they're just feeling more empowered, better. Okay. So um, here's the scenario. Let's say I got my 80 year old dad. He, um, yeah. he, he likes the VODs, but <laughs> likes to golf. All right. Now I do a little research on this place in Arizona because God knows I want to get that freak out of Kansas City where it's 10 degrees right now. So I fly his ass down to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and I find this place called the uh, the uh, Glencroft Center for Modern Aging. I look it up. I say, wow, that that's kind of cool. There's this place called Zolife, Dad. You could be a stud. In fact, you might be a rooster at this place because you've got a good head of hair. If we can stud you up a little bit, they may give you free rent because chicks will be following you all over the joint. So you and I, we sit down. We have a nice conversation, right? And you got to sell me. And you got to sell Bill, who's got his vodka, he's got his booze, and can get a little ass. Um, give me the pitch. I think the pitch is pretty simple, man. I think no matter where, what his lifestyle currently is in Kansas, it's like, you're going to come live in Phoenix. The weather's money. I got golf courses. You can't throw a rock up in this town without landing on a hole. We've got golf everywhere. we got the best weather in this country. And you've got a facility. You're going to wake up out of your bed, stumble outside, and land on my performance center. You don't have to drive anywhere, right? It's turnkey. We have 900 residents. We have 40 acres. And it's a matter of, you know what? You walk outside, you're on a walking path. You walk outside, you're going right to our copper club to have a drink. This is a lifestyle scenario, right? But at the end of the day, we want to make you better. 
you don't have to drive across town. You're not going to this physical therapy guy. You're not going to see this other therapist. It's turnkey, man. It is turnkey. You walk outside, you're in our domain. We're working with you. you got a full team around him. And that's what we're trying to really iterate to family members, especially in COVID, is, you know, your family member, when they move to Glencroft, they've got a complete safety net and a, like a, a team, right, where we have physiologists, exercise physiologists, physical therapists, speech therapists, nutritionists. We have, we have all of these guys at Glencroft where your dad – open the door, walk outside, and our team is just waiting to work with him. Whereas opposed to, you know, if you're somewhere else, you got to drive, you got to yeah. get across the freeway, you got to go see your therapist, then you got to go to another appointment. And especially as you get older, man, and especially in light of COVID, where, you know, you're on about, you're a little bit exposed to what the elements are. And, and that's why, you know, we're sold out right now. Our, our independent living facility is at 99% occupied, um, and it's for that reason. People want that safety net of being able to, to live in a really cool spot, uh, not have to leave the premises, but have all of this team around them, making sure they're safe, making sure they got a plan. Um, it's like checking into a five-star hotel um, and you've got, you know, all the bells and whistles in the facility at your fingertips. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, it's uh, well, it's a sort of a real example, right? So I had a, uh, my father lived in Myrtle Beach with my brother. A lot of golf courses down there, right? But then, you know, the dementia kicks in a little bit physically, not as great. So we found a place right. for him in Kansas City. And and as much as these people try, and it's a fantastic place, they treat him like gold. Uh, it's wonderful. But, you know, I always think, are they pushing him enough, especially with someone who has dementia, right? Is he getting the exercise, Is he which certainly the exercise affects the brain? You know, is there a focus or is it just sort of a side gig, you know, while he sits in heaven's waiting room, you know, until he, he passes away? And I think what's cool about your, your deal is... Um, you may have only have a few years left, but let's blow it up, right? Let's have fun. And as a result of doing it, you will see real results. So I want to ask you about the real results. So, so because if I'm coming down there, I'd say, okay, how do I know all this stuff's going to work? Give me the hard data. You got some yeah, hard data? I think that's it. We do have hard data. And that's one of the best things. When we, we started this thing in 18, 2018, you know, the first thing we did was we call it a beta test. And, when we open the performance center, we have all the bells and whistles, you know, all these old timers, they're a little bit gun shy to just flood your gates of like, I want to work out. I want to be better, you know, but if you call something a beta test and you only let 40 of them in the room, all of a sudden it's like getting that sample at Costco. Well, everybody wants one yeah, and right. I can't get it. It's like the fear of missing out kicks in. So, but you know, I don't know if it was smart or just luck, but when I, when I, limited our first beta group to 40 people. I had 60 on the waiting list within about a week. Nice. So from day one, we started collecting data. And what we did was, you know, when somebody would come in, no matter what level, you know, of acuity or movement patterns or whatnot, we put them through all the basic senior fitness tests that let me be able to compare Glencroft, independent livers, assisted living, memory care with the national averages. So we could take nine or 10 senior fitness tests, I could run them through that in an hour and gauge really where they were coming in on a national level. And that was a big deal. So we could say, okay, I could call a family member and say, look, your dad is, you know, really deficient in mobility. Um, his eight foot up and go is pretty much on par for his age in this country, but he's really deficient in A, B, or C. 
um, and then get a game plan. And what we've realized is getting data early and when we retest these guys every six weeks. So every six weeks we run them through the same fitness test. We get some pretty cool technology where we're able to gauge um, all their body fat percentage, um, all of their just general, how much water retention they're having. All these kind of numbers are key, especially when we're dealing with family, because the scenario you just laid out is you're the, you're the loved one trying to make a decision for your dad. Um, that weighs a lot in on the, on the data and what we, what we said, because one thing that Glencroft has is, as opposed to a lot of other facilities, you know, we're not blowing smoke. This isn't a marketing thing. Um, we're in the fire with 200 of our 300 IL residents daily. Um, so you come down to our performance center, you're seeing it in action. And it's, it's unbelievable. We bring in family members and I just let them sit and watch. And when you're watching hundred year old guy arm wrestling a 98 year old guy in one corner, and then you got the <laughs> virtual reality machine, which is going on. Cause to us, you know, we're a nonprofit going across is a nonprofit. So that really enabled me to lean on grants to get a lot of the technology that we wanted in our facility. And one of the big outreaches we wanted was I wanted this mothership of virtual reality cost me like $30,000, but we got a couple of grants that, that, you know, took the cost of it. And I am able to then, you know, strap in these old timers, put them in this VR um, and they're doing stuff movement wise that they would never do in real life. Um, but the family see that and they see them, Holy cow. My dad's never eaten any, part of a, you know, Mediterranean diet. And that's all he's talking about. You know, so it's, it's definitely a lifestyle reboot, which is, which is hard. You know, Glencroft is a blue collar campus. We, we really get fed by your Midwesterner people. I mean, we got so many nineties, 94s that are from the Midwest and they're farmers and they're meat and potatoes. And I get try to get them to eat this Mediterranean diet and the way that our dining services are, you know, we're serving five course meals and they're super healthy and, they want Salisbury steak and potatoes. And so to, to move the needle on their diet is the hardest part. The physical part is easy. They love working out. They love the socializing, right? They get in the gym, they're sweating, they're laughing, they're having fun. They're doing the VR, they're doing roller coasters. They're, they're over the moon, but you can't get them to eat a salad to save their life. So, you know, what I realized early was, okay, that's a hard boulder to push uphill is the food. The nutritionist is just beating her head against the wall trying to get our guys to eat the right way. And, and that's where we started doing more education and trying to teach these guys the why, why they want to eat this Mediterranean style way of eating, why they want to be doing that. And once you kind of convince them of the why instead of just telling them, cause it's good for you here, eat it. That doesn't work with these guys. They're old. They're stubborn. They're like, no, I want to eat that. I'm old. I want to eat what I like. But once they realize the why and we start engaging them cognitively where they're doing these these lectures, we do about three or four lectures a week um, and they're accruing credits to graduate our university. And it's so funny because our Glencroft University, it's a fake university, right? It means nothing, but they are all engaged in getting a diploma from this university. And the way we've kind of set up this curriculum, it takes about two to three years to graduate. You know, they have to accrue so many credits in all each of our six pillars um, but they have a purpose every day they get up, you know, before we started this, the big decision of the day is like, where am I eating today? Which dining outlet am I eating at? That was the decision of the day. And now it's my day is completely full. I wake up, I got swimming and then I go to lecture and then I work out and then I have lunch and then I've got another lecture. I've got massage. I got my virtual reality appointment and then I go to bed. You know, that day looks a lot different. And well, here's the thing too. 
What's amazing about all these guys or people in our networks or guys like Sully's dad is they don't want to move into the the, the fear of moving into a place like this because they think, oh, I'm just going to become a cripple and do this. And like, that's what, that's why a lot of guys, the, the, the psychology about around retirement, people don't want to retire yeah. because they, then, then they think that their mind's not going to be stimulated. Right. And so, that's right. That's exactly right. And so you got all these guys that'll work, they'll work till they're 75 and then, and then what? Oh, you got 10 years left, maybe. And so that's I think it. That's, it. that's pretty cool. Two questions. What are you, what are you doing on your, um, what technology are you using on the body fat stuff? And then also what are you using golf on the golf technology side that might be different from what I knew when I was out there? Yeah, I would say that, you know, from the, from the body fat percentage side, we, we just got a lot of really cool bells and whistles where we get these guys standing on this platform. It's basically a souped up computer. And the best part is it's telling us segmental body fat. So we can tell, you know, especially with our aging demographic, if they're, if they're slouching or their posture's collapsing or they're having a lot of falls, you know, remember all of this started on this campus as a result of falls, you know, falls in senior living is an epidemic. Every 12 seconds, somebody is hospitalized in this country for a fall. And so, you know, when you're talking about monetizing falls for a senior living facility, it's a big problem. And so we started this with the intent of, okay, we want to get our people at Glencroft stronger, have better balance to avoid these falls. And when we put them on this computer and we can look at their segmental body fat and we can look at their muscle mass, right side versus left side. It's telling us so much about how they're walking, how their gait is, what their strides doing, um, that we can then go back in their assessment and part of their, you know, onboarding into programming um, and really get a specialized plan for them. And so leaning on technology, especially like that, that helps me on the data, right? It's not just subjective to my eye that, you know, your dad is walking with a hunch because his stride is off. Um, we're getting hard data that's being captured in real time and recorded every six weeks so that we can report back to family, you know, pro progress that we're making. And, nice. and that's big. And that, that comes, like you said, back to the golf stuff, you know, incorporating the VR element and getting all these really cool golf games um, just got the ball rolling for us internally without having to leave to find a golf course, to make a partnership, to start this process of working in golf. You know, when I got over here, you know, they kind of caught wind. I was a new guy from Scottsdale, and I dealt with golfers. And that was kind of the, yeah. the the reputation I had coming over here. And so many of the guys said, I love golf. I haven't golfed since I moved in. And I lived in Sun City, and I used to golf all the time. And I moved to Glencroft, and I just hung up the sticks. And I said, why? Why would you hung up the sticks? Yeah. And he's saying, well, I just – now I'm old. I live in a senior place. We don't golf. And I said, that's wrong. Like, what if I can say we're going to golf in a month? Would you go? Would you want to play with me? And so we started getting these guys about a month out. We got some tea times for them across the street and we would spend that month getting them fit. Like, but they would have that little nugget sitting out there yeah. of, of playing golf again. And awesome. when I brought in the VR, it was, well, before we go play real golf, let's, let's throw this headset on you and let's get you where we're on this 3d and, and our, our, you know, VR platform is, you know, really cool. We strap them in and they're standing and they can actually turn and move and, they're really playing around a golf, and it was that bridge to playing golf for real um, that that VR provides. And before I know it, I had a list a mile long of guys and ladies that were like, yeah, I want to play golf again. And that's when we started getting some of our Parkinson's residents that were, 
you know, apprehensive at first about trying to play golf because they, they got diagnosed with Parkinson's and it was like, you know, I got diagnosed a year ago and I, from day one, I just hung them up and I resigned to the fact that I'm never going to play golf again. And this Parkinson's is going to take over. And, you know, that's just, that's just where I'm at in my life. And they were succumbed to that. And I said, that's crazy. Like, cause when I was a kid and towards the end, I had like six or seven guys that were just adamant golfers and they loved it. And they had Parkinson's and they had the tremors and they had all that comes with it. Um, and I said, you know, there's an opportunity here um, at Glencroft to be the leader in that space of, you know, guys or ladies that are fighting Parkinson's that want to play golf again. And, you know, I, I kind of kicked it off with five or six of our residents that love golf. And I said, we're going to do this Parkinson's golf team and, and we're going to go play golf together and we're going to train like golfers. And we're going to brush off all my golf equipment from Carolyn with the impact bag and the swing fans and, just everything that we were using tool wise. And I just dusted them off and brought them down to the performance center. And, and starting that day, everybody was swinging the swing fan and nobody knew what we were doing, but it was about a month of training to get ready to take these Parkinson's guys in a shuttle um, and go tee it up. Hey Steve, here's, so cool. here's a problem. I got a problem over here. Yeah. I, I told you one of the objectives when I yeah. take my dad to Glencroft yeah. <laughs> center for modern <laughs> aging um, I wanted him to stand out as the rooster, to be the stud. Um, and I think what I'm hearing now is he's going to have competition. I'm not sure this is for me. Um, how do I overcome this? I'm not sure you have an answer for me. Maybe he's going to have to exercise a little more. But um, I'll, yeah. I'll pray on this. But let you, I'm going to pray on this over the, over the, the uh, commercial break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the um, the uh, PIP Parkinson's Immersion Program in which you discuss. And in the meantime, I'm getting a little shaky, so I'm going to grab a Truly, and that tends to take the shakes away. So come on back. You're on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. I told you he's unbelievable. Oh, oh my God. This is classic, man. I wish this is so good. The problem, so the, good, the only issue is that my freaking phone or something's cutting out, but we'll make it look, we'll make it sound good. Sully's good at that. All right, here All we right. go. You guys are pros. All right, here <laughs> we go. Looking for Casey's best and coolest apartment experience? We have it, and it's called the Flats Casey. The Flats Casey is committed to providing an exemplary living experience by offering the best in-class residential communities in the most sought-after neighborhoods in Kansas City. With a focus on meticulous restoration and renovations of vintage properties, we aim to take the beauty of vintage and seamlessly unite it with modern touches. If you love urban living and are in the market for a freshly renovated apartment, The Flats Kansas City has options to fit every price range. Check us out at theflatskc.com or give us a call today at 816-454-3118. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you got a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town who have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen 
listen to our patients and follow up with them, make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay. And so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hi, this is George Brett, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship-caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. Eduardo, we might have to switch up the... uh the roadie caster tune set. Well, you know? Sinks, Sinks is now the intern, so Sinks, let's get the set. Sinks, we, we got to, you can still turn it up a little bit, you know, maybe get, because, uh, you know, I know Heller talks and he hangs out with all the old people. And you know, Heller he, used to play the teeny bopper tunes like the Cruel Summer by Ace of Base right here. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, hey, Heller, um, yeah. how do you get someone pumped up when um, you have uh, Mario Lanza who um, recorded his first LP in 1932 when that's playing in the background. I mean, is it hard for you to get fired up when, you know, there's old um, 1940s tunes kicking? You know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I, these, these guys that I work with are so blown away that there's something like Spotify out there. <laughs> when I say, what's your favorite tune? I'll give it to you within five seconds. They don't believe me. And they'll say, I used to listen to this guy in 1947. His name is blah, blah, blah. And I throw it on. And they said, I haven't heard that song in 20 years. Yeah. And all of a sudden their pushups just get magnified. They start pumping them out. <laughs> and music like all of us, man. I mean, like Wardo said, we used to work out. We'd have the music on. I mean, I, you got to have it. And I put Johnny Cash on and this crew just goes. <laughs> oh my God. That is, that is so awesome. All right. So, so we started the show talking about how you work with elite athlete athletes. We took it over to the, how do you take some of these habits and some of these training workouts and apply it to uh, maybe folks who are 50 plus and, that in itself is a niche, right? It, it kind of came out of nowhere. And now you found an even deeper niche with the folks with Parkinson's. And, you know, I can't imagine, well, you know, I don't know the numbers, certainly you would on, on how many are inflicted by this, but um, how cool is it that here was were folks that once you know once you get it you you're already you're already thinking you know how long till I'm gone and what you did is stepped in and said no 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 let's take what you've liked what you've loved and and let's apply this understand that life ain't over brother and and so but how do you turn that into a um um a, a thing I mean it's this program is a thing now yeah it, it is a thing and it's one of those things that you know you start with one or two with the mindset of changing the way they look at their life. And the problem with Parkinson's is, you know, everybody reacts different to it. So you've got so many people of different levels of the spectrum. And for some, they get diagnosed with Parkinson's and you have 
just a little bit of tremors. You have a little bit of rigid, like rigid joints and your arms are stiff, but you don't have that speech that's going sideways. You don't have a lot. And then you've got others that they can't get out of their chair. They can't, they get stuck. And you see Parkinson's people where they get those shuffly little steps and they get stuck. And, and the problem with Parkinson's is they become so self-aware and so self-conscious that they don't want to do anything that puts them, you know, exposes themselves to not having what they used to have. So they just pull back, they withdraw, they become self-isolated, depressed. Um, and that, that's a big part of the Parkinson's is people become completely self-isolated and they just shut everything down. Um, and so what we try to do with our residents here, I didn't know how much Parkinson's was going to be on this campus. Um, once we started getting through beta one, beta two, beta three, beta four, um, I was sitting on, you know, 20, 25 residents of Parkinson's and not all of them golf, but I was trying to figure out what fired them up. What, what fired each of them up to get out of bed, to come down and work that day. And all of a sudden I had about six or seven that kept saying golf. And I said, you know, this is too easy for me doing the golf stuff. And could it be as simple as dusting off the old Carolyn stuff and presenting them a little nugget of playing golf four weeks out um, and taking all that anxiety away of who cares if you don't make contact with the ball, just have fun. Just, just thinking you might play golf again in a month, but let's do these things right now through the virtual reality, through eating a little bit better, um, to, you know, work on your flexibility, to work on your balance. Um, the thing with Parkinson's is the balance is such, such a tough deal. And, and to swing and tra- transfer weight from one side of your body to the other and coordinate all that, that, that's hard for anybody, let alone somebody with Parkinson's. So, you know, we start baby steps um, and, and we start with a handful of residents that they bought in on the idea of four weeks from now we're going to play golf. And they met three, four times a week together. So, you know, they got a little camaraderie. They're in this together. Um, and I think that was a big thing for us is, is to group this Parkinson's team together where they're, they're, they're not working out with a bunch of young people that they feel kind of inferior to. Um, but they're all going through it together. So they would do, you know, every day I would do something different for them, but every day they'd come down at 10 o'clock in the morning to work together. So one day, you know, Mondays we would meet in the pool. We got an awesome big, you know, aquatic center and we do all of our Parkinson's golf pool workout, just like I would do at Carolyn, right? We had the lazy river. I push these guys, same thing in the water, you know, getting in the pool with these Parkinson's guys, it, it just takes all the fear of falling away. So we get them to rotate, we get them to turn, I put on that Johnny Cash, life is good, <laughs> they're laughing, they're having a good time. Um, and then all of a sudden, an hour and a half goes by and they're like, I can't believe this is over. Tuesday would come and we would have speech therapy class where I'd bring in our speech therapist, they'd work with this crew. Um, and again, they're going through this life together. Wednesday, virtual reality. Thursday, we would do boxing, we would do movement, balance, and then Friday, we would do only golf stuff. Hey, Steve, do you find that they're um, chasing more ass than they were before the program started? <laughs> well, I can tell you this. They're definitely faster, so I don't know if the ladies could get away from them as quick. Um, <laughs> and their dexterity of their hands are really a lot better. So if they were able to capture them, they could do some damage. Amazing. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> I no, think but I, that I will say that, you know, in senior living, like your dad, it's like three to one more ladies than guys. So any guy that moves in is kind of like, who's the new guy? And especially a guy that comes in, that's like jumps in the fire, working out, 
flexibility is pretty good. We got a couple of those guys floating around that well, aren't afraid to show up that they can do the splits. You know, amazing. Kind of like flock and flex, and you know, that's how you know we don't we don't change. Well, we used to try to do the splits all the time in there with me. Absolutely, I got. I've been working on that. Well, Soli's dad used to date Kalkavecchia's mom so i mean he's a silver fox no, no well it wasn't Cal- he was go. buddies with calcavecchia's um wife and uh, he used to date uh brad faxon's brad faxon's brad wife. faxon's um oh, and oh. You, you know how good looking brad faxon is yeah that's what his mother looked like <laughs> nice beak this was when he was drinking a lot of vodka um <laughs> so he had the beer goggles on a little bit but she was a good listener and I think that's an important quality. She was an active listener. Is that what it is? But she was an active listener, right? And when you have a nose like Brad Faxon, you have to be a good listener. Okay. So Amazing. Sorry, that's a, see, hey, I told you this. This the Word of Oranges, this is not um, your father's uh, hey, hey, podcast. You know? like hey, I listen, like you. You if you can fun. get us a 20 more subscribers over the age of 95, Wardo and I are taking you out for a nice supper. Down there in uh, Tempe, yeah. my buddy goes. Uh, my son goes to Arizona State, so we'll we'll take you down for a night, big night out, and we'll um, we'll act like young fellas ourselves. Man, why, he's in high school out here? No, he's a senior at ASU. Yeah, that's a glorified high school. I'm a U of A guy, so he's talking to the wrong guy. I there. thought you were a Grand Canyon University fella. I am, but I'm, I'm a Tucson guy. I grew up in Tucson. I, I'm a U of A guy. You I'm can't. Also an analyst. What are you talking? Ah, oh, for crying! I I was all excited when I heard you were a Grand Canyon. You, you because I think that place I, I'm, is I'm fantastic. A I'm a lope. I'm a lope. Yeah. But I, uh, I'm a U of A guy, which is hard up in Phoenix. But I've lived here for so long. I I should be an ASU guy. There you go. Hey, so got, hey, are you are you using? Uh, have you heard of K Vest? K Vest, of course. Yeah. You, you need to get one for these guys. Uh, that can be part of your VR day. Yeah, I love that K Vest idea. No, I know exactly what it is. What is I, it? Uh, so I, I think that anything like the K-Vest, anything like that, that can give real-time feedback, man, I just because you can show changes so quick. And so good. And guys to hold their posture to do any of that, man, it's 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 tough. It's tough. But this this Parkinson's thing as a whole, man, anytime you can incorporate technology, they, they're blown away. Like I said, Spotify, the, the VR thing, anything, a color television, all of it blows them all away. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, a couple things are going to happen here. Um, I'm uh, uh, while I'm not quite ready for the um, to become a, a, a zoo queen. Okay, uh, what I am what's, ready. What's is, the youngest resident? We might put. We might want to check Sully in. Man, we're, you're you're looking like a seven year old, sixty five, seventy. Oh, you're right there. Yeah, I got time. I won't make it to 70. I got my own Sully life. <laughs> Take everything Zoe's doing and flip it. <laughs> you, can, you can use me as a case study. How, how's that? <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. When we come back, honestly, give, give guys like me, the listeners, just some very specific takeaways. All right. As a result of listening to this program, my hope is is that you do blank. Fill in the blank. And then Wardo's going to drop his famous rapid-fire questions on you and to see um, if all this working out has triggered the quick twitch muscles in your brain. Hey, we're Steve Heller calling in from the great state of Arizona. He's making you healthy on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years. 
because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs. A big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open. Or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All right, keep this one up, though, Wardo. Here's why. All right, keep this. Turn it up even a little more, a little more. All right, so, so Steve, check this out, right? It's, it's, it's 1989. Heller, the University of Arizona stud slash Grand Canyon University, starting to work with some of the young athletes slash women. And um, he's playing in the background, name the band, Talking Heads. Come on, play that. So a little tune like that's playing. You're getting all fired up. You probably have a mullet at the time, right? I mean, a little bit of a mullet. <laughs> probably. Yeah, a little, little bit of a mullet, right? No, and a rat tail. He had a rat tail. He, he had a rat tail. At some point, you had the moment. Now, the moment was, I'm going to be a guy where fitness, spirituality, health, living, this is where I'm going to spend my minutes and hours to try to be the best human I can be with the intention of helping other people live the greatest life they possibly can. Tell me about that moment when it hits you, this was your destiny. Man, that's a pretty good question. He's getting I, I deep. I think it was honestly at, you know, in Grand Canyon, the best thing they did, I was in physical therapy school and or going to physical therapy school, and they made you do internships all over the valley to see what kind of field you like. And I was 
doing an internship at Health South, and I was working actually with some burn unit people that got some burn issues. And I thought to myself, this is not what I want to do, physical therapy wise, is get put in a burn unit. And they were great. They said, you know what? All of you PT guys think you're going to work in sports medicine and work with the Arizona Cardinals or the Broncos or whatever. That's not what you're going to be. This is going to be you. You're going to be in a burn unit. You're going to be working with people in car accidents. I said, I don't want to do that. I want to work with healthy people that want to be better. And so I jumped ship. I went over to St. Joe's Sports Medicine where I knew they were training athletes. And I said, this is where I want to be. And that's what started it. Honestly, it's it kind of working with, you know, I, I'm dating myself again, but I, I was working with Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, quarterback in the NFL. I had him in seventh grade all the way through high school, senior year. Wow. And I, I think working back and looking back at that kind of moment, so working with kids, um, but helping them get to the next level of, okay, we got to get Ryan Fitzpatrick from seventh grade. I'm going to get you to go to Harvard, right? You're going to, we're going to, we got to work on your smarts. We got to work on your mind. We got to do everything we can to get you to go to Harvard. And, you know, it, it's just situations like that. When you look back, you're like, man, it's little moments like that that wired me to a want to just work with people. I'm just a people person. I like hands-on contact with people. I like, you know, just shooting it with them and having fun with people. Could never sit at a desk. That's like my worst nightmare. Well, it, um, that that's it, a that's a hell of a testimonial, right? Because I mean, if you if you look at a Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's not the six foot five Cali um, quintessential quarterback. Um, probably the greatest proof you just gave me is you can take a mildly short, pasty Irish kid and turn him into a smart Harvard guy slash really good NFL quarterback. I'm done. I'm sold. I'm picking pops up. We're going to grab the drool cup. He's coming down. That's cool. Well, I didn't know Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the game changer for you, but I'm glad it was. He, uh, you know, Ryan was one of those kids. I look back, I had a lot of really good, you know, Phoenix. Phoenix produces a lot of good athletes in high school. And, um, Ryan went out to school at Highlands uh, High School out in Mesa. And, you know, I still remember looking back at him. He wasn't intimidating. You walk in, you're like, who's this scrawny little kid? But the work ethic was there. And, and you look at him still playing ball, and you're like, that never changed for that guy. Like, he just grinds. You know, he, he was so in tune with how to throw football and how to, how to maximize what God gave him. Um, and he would do whatever it took. And, and I think looking back at guys like that and now in the demographic of, you know, you've got somebody at 90 saying, I want to get better. How do I get better? You know, that you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick at age 14, I want to get better. How do I get better? And it's so funny. That's bookends. But somebody at 94 who wants new purpose and direction in life and hasn't cashed it in and they want to live to 100, um, how do I get better? That question I'm still answering for people. Yeah. And I think this model of wellness that we've created with Zolife um, kind of leans on everything, right? Like what, what happens when you age, at least in senior living, um, you become isolated and that's, that's just the death. And that's what's killed me with COVID is, you know, yeah. the idea of, you know, socially distant is the, I mean, it's just like nails on the chalkboard. Oh, killing I these physically people. Physically distant, right? Yeah. I want to be physically distant, six feet, but stop calling it social distancing. Right. Like that's the last thing these seniors need to be socially distant because mm. they just go off the rails. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's that concept of, you know, at 94, 95, don't count me out. You know, it's that, it's yeah. that lens of, you know, I, it's never too late. Well, I mean, it, Tom it, Brady and Gronk and these guys, it's like, it's never too late to keep just pushing the envelope. Well, and I think what is really cool in this story, it, it, pretty much every question we asked was about 
you know, these these four categories of physically, socially, spiritually, uh, emotionally. And what I know as a result of you giving these gifts to these people, and you're going to do it for decades, and you've been doing it for a decade plus, um, the reward you will get on the back end is a really satisfying, successful aging process yourself. Essentially, you are setting up your own template for happiness, and at the end, you're going to look at it and say, holy shit, I did a hell of a job. And so I, I commend you because you know, you're leading a successful life, my friend. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I mean, it's it's fun. I talk about these guys at Glencroft all the time. They're kind of our guinea pigs, right? Like, I mean, we're basically working with these 90 to 100-year-olds, but we're trying to get ready for these baby boomers that are coming our way. And so, you know, the, the silent generation of these 90-year-olds, they, they love that, that they're our guinea pigs, and they're, they're doing everything to get ready for that next wave of seniors that are just going to flood this space. Yeah. And everybody's about technology. Everybody's about this and that. But at the end of the day, that's about relationships and building people up. And, and that's what's resonating, at least with these guys. Yeah. All right. Two, two final things. So give me, give me my homework. I'm the, right. So again, I'm the 52 year old guy who doesn't stretch enough. You know, he doesn't listen to me, yeah. but he watches, uh, we record and uh, post these on Facebook daily at six thirty five, and he watches from the shitter. It's, yeah, he, the live stream starts at 6.30, and my workout goes from 6.30. I hit the toilet paper at about 6.47, <laughs> and then, um, you know, grab a cup of coffee, and I catch the last 10 minutes of the workout. But that's only like the part where you're yeah. pumping some weights, you know? The stretching part I probably yeah. should jump on. But but yeah, honestly, yeah, give me give me my homework. All right, give me, give me three to five things, Sullivan, starting Monday or starting Saturday. You will do this. I'm talking how long, uh, percentage yep. of, of stretching versus push-ups versus core versus Pilates versus planks or whatever. <laughs> Give me the simple, you know, easy button. I would say to start you off, if somebody's starting from scratch. Well, I'm not I that scratchy. <laughs> not like crazy scratchy, Heller. Yeah, okay. Well, so All right. I'm like I would you, say... Huh? And if 10 is, a, is an elite athlete and zero is, you know, someone who doesn't move, throw me at like a four and a half, you know? <laughs> I got you. It doesn't matter. You're starting with the stretching, man. You've you got to incorporate that daily routine of stretching. You know, it's, it's one of those things as you age, you get tighter and tighter and tighter. So you can turn back the hands of time with daily stretching. And so that's, I would appreciate 60% of your time needs to be devoted to that. And, you know, it sounds like you guys are sitting on a gold mine with your facility. I would get in there and I would do the work on that flexibility. Then I do body weight exercises. I would work that core. I work your hips, um, work in different planes, range of motion wise, but you got to keep your body supple. It's got to be able to rotate and, you know, golf or golf, not, you know, you want to work in, in just movement patterns. that's going to mimic that. So, you know, I think you static stretch and then you do dynamic stretching and you do your rotation work and you, you incorporate just your body weight. You don't need all the bells and whistles. You know, the strength is important. Um, you want to get your dumbbells involved in your push-ups and whatnot. But man, I'm telling you right now, if you could do your static stretching and then dynamic stretching um, and get some circulation. I, I think that when I started working with guys 50, 60, 65, getting their blood moving again and circulation around joints, all of a sudden your back feels better, my knees feel better, 
um, from a physical standpoint, it makes a difference. But I think what we try to incorporate right now is one meatless meal a day. You know, we try to get our residents um, or anybody we talk to about trying to cut back on the meat. Um, there, there's so much evidence out there that this Mediterranean diet is the best diet on the planet that, you know, even if you look way back, um, we take a lot of our stuff from the blue zones. I don't know if you guys do any research on blue zones, but there's basically six spots in this world that there's more hundred year old people than anywhere else on the planet. Um, and if you look at how these little hot spots of all these hundred year old people are living, they all have pretty common traits. You know, they, they don't stop moving. You know, they don't spit. They don't sit in a chair and watch TV all day long. They keep moving. Now for a lot of them, they're in Costa Rica and they're climbing the hills and they're sheep farmers or they're doing whatever, but they don't stop moving. And the other is they eat healthy. I mean, they, they don't know to eat protein bars and try to drink shakes. And all. They just, they, they eat, Healthy. Hey, Steve. Stop Steve, yeah. is is this is this one of the reasons why pig farming is one of your hobbies? Because it keeps you moving. <laughs> it is, man. It is I, one of your hobbies, isn't it? Bio, but that's a, it is. I love it, man. We got some pigs at our house, and it just keeps us outside <laughs> and keeps our kids moving and not on that dang Xbox. That's but awesome. Yeah, pig farming is one of my hobbies. That it's is a, funny. I love, All right, are I you ready it. for the Sheridan's Unforked Eating Good, Feeling Good Rapid Six hole questions. We're going to play six holes tonight. You ready? Six holes. All right. All right. Here we go. The best athlete you ever worked with? David Boston. The best, the most talented golfer you ever worked with? The most talented golfer, Kevin Streelman. The biggest surprise golfer in terms of athlete that you worked with? When he walked through the door, you're like, huh, how is this guy successful? But he was. Uh, Bo Van Pelt. Very good. The best golf course you have ever played? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say Pine Valley. Ooh, that's up there with me, too. I think that's number three for me. Okay. The If you could dr- be dropped off in a golf course right now, other than Augusta that you haven't played, where would it be? Ooh, Cypress like it i like it and the final question of the night for the old steve heller is what will be the best score you ever shoot in a round of golf best score i've ever had or want to shoot want to shoot realistic uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a little bit i'm, you know, I'm a good golfer but i'm not a great golfer so i'm gonna say 66 Ooh, oh i like this well i would say that's a great golfer score you better pop in and yeah, spend you know, some hours on the thing, VR. Yeah, you know, I can shoot even par pretty consistently, but I can never go low. I've just never been able to go low. That's why I don't play golf for a living. What's your handicap? I, What's your you handicap? Know, somebody said about being consistent. What's your handicap? What's that? What's your handicap? I'm probably about a two. My handicap is I work at the senior place, and I'm trying to reinvent the model, so I have no time to golf. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> damn good. we got to get you in the stable then, bro. All right. Hey, listen, Heller, the I next agree. time, because I just flew back Monday night, my body feels like crap from Tempe, Arizona, okay? <laughs> And so okay. this was, um, it's, it, you were like an angel, like a gift from God um, tonight to get my ass back on track. And But the next time I come down to um, Phoenix, 
um, I'm going to take you out and thoroughly abuse you. And then, um, you <laughs> know, okay. And let me tell you something about Mediterranean diet. We'll put olives on your goddamn pizza. Okay. That's where you're going with it. How's that? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, Steve, where can people learn more about first Glencroft Center for Modern Aging and just a little bit more about what you're doing? Let's say I'm all in. I got that 80 year old dad. I'm ready to get him out of the cold and down into the desert. Give me the website. Where yeah. am I going? Okay. You want to go to Glencroft.com. That would be for actual hard facility, 40 acres right next to Cardinal Stadium. So Glencroft, G L E N. C-R-O-F-T.com. Um, or they can also go to Zolife, Z-O-E-L-I-F-E, online.com. And that breaks down all of the pillars and everything we're doing and all of our TV shows and all the good press we've had and Golf Magazine and all that good stuff. So that's all on that. That's awesome. Well, listen, hey, Steve, I wasn't kidding when I said, God bless you. I think what you're doing is just outstanding and we you know listen we could have done a whole um segment on the spirituality part too because the mind goes with the body and i, I boy i'd love to learn more yeah. about that so you're a gift from god brother thank you so much guys this is fun all right hey listen hope you had a great time steve heller you got sinks over there on the uh, on the board his own board and wardo what a nice show with your buddy huh great show yoda he inspired you to be that that body that you got right now yeah just trying to keep it tight and right jim hey, well listen and you know what hey, the you- last time i think i was with wardo was he got lost at a dave matthews oar concert he stumbled off somewhere yeah i, I, I it- found him 12 years later Cool. I love it. Well, hey, I'm still alive. Yeah, he, he's not done, too. He, 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 I was the Dave Matthews roadie. <laughs> he has his moments. Listen, <laughs> hey, come on back. We got another great show. In fact, our next show is going to be that uh, Bryson's um, old caddy is joining us next week in the Golf Underground. So uh, I'm sure it. there'll be some great stories about body types. All right. Hope you had a great time. Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm 